welcome to Back in Control Radio with Dr. David Hanscom. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Back in Control Radio with Dr. David Hanscom. I'm your host, Tom Masters, and our guest on the program today is John Gribben, a founder and CEO of Curable Health. Welcome. Thank you, Tom. We're delighted to have John back on the show. We talked to him last week about his journey out of chronic pain. He is the founder and chief executive officer of Curable Health, which is an application that I knew about three years ago. And John is an extraordinary businessman. He knows how to execute and make things available. So he's been very successful in creating a workable app that has helped thousands of people improve out of chronic pain. And he has a group of people that all came out of chronic pain themselves successfully. And so it's built in a way that people really do respond to and do well with. So I'm very excited to have him on the show. And his prior podcast detailed his journey, which is also quite dramatic and inspiring. So John, welcome back. Thank you. It's uh, great to be here again. I'd like to now focus on what you are doing now. I'd like to maybe discuss um, a little bit how the company formed, who your partners are, what you have to offer, and what your mission is. Sure, I'm ha- happy to explain all of that and more. Um, we uh, we started the company in uh, 2016. Uh, I, I mentioned last episode that it was born out of our own experience with, uh, in my case, pretty long-term persistent pain. Uh, and then in my uh, partner's case, they, they had pain for quite uh, uh, some time as well um, and non-pain symptoms and and so um, we all had a personal experience with, or each, I should say, had a personal experience with overcoming our uh, symptoms and changing our relationship with our symptoms um, through a through knowledge, through learning, through a, a kind of a mind-body uh, approach to, to pain. Uh, and then we saw that, um, you know, before we started the company, you, you'd do a market research and you say, okay, is this, that, that might've been my experience, but is this <laughs> legitimate? Like what, what happened here? Um, and we looked out there and saw that so much of the, the mainstream now uh, literature, neuroscience and medical literature now points to the fact that the brain indeed does, um, you know, govern many of these symptoms more than we once thought. And, um, and so, our, we realized our personal experience was actually a scientific experience and that um, perhaps it was time to, to uh, for, you know, us to, to, to jump in and, and try to spread the word and get this message out and get these tools out to, to more people like ourselves. And you originally started basically with migraine headaches. Is that correct? We did. Yeah. When we started the company, we had, um, you know, when, when you start, something from scratch, all you have are hypotheses. You have, you have very little facts. Right. Um, you have a bunch of tests that you want to run and things that, ideas that you want to prove. And one of those hypotheses was that previous efforts to spread the word about a brain-body approach to pain uh, were not, kind of fell flat because they cast too wide of a net. Um, and what I mean by that is this. I had um, back pain for 15 years, but there wasn't one day of that 15-year period that in my mind, I thought I had chronic pain. That chronic pain was for my grandmother. Uh, I was a back pain guy. Right. And so 
you know, you're kind of attached to your diagnosis or you're attached to your thing. Right. You don't know that they're all kind of connected or rooted in the same point of origin right. um, as a lay person. And so one of our hypotheses was, okay, let's meet people, what we call it, meet people at their diagnosis. Like, yeah, we know that the same types of stressors and things can cause back pain and hip pain and migraines, but patients don't know that. Right. And so let's go and meet them with messaging that is meeting them at their diagnosis. So one way to do that would be to, even though the first version of the curable app had all the same science and education and, and lessons and, you know, activities that it does now, uh, that can help with all types of pain symptoms right, and non-pain symptoms, even though that is true, let's package it in a way that is just speaks to one subset of pain of the pain population, migraine. And we chose migraines because um, it's a large subpopulation in the U.S. And right. um, uh, we have our my partner Laura has personal experience with migraines. Right. Now I want to jump clear ahead to the current moment. Your app now covers chronic pain, which there are many manifestations of chronic pain. And basically, it's a sensitized nervous system, both from repetition and also really unpleasant or adverse body chemistry, putting you on high alert. We call it a hypervigilant nervous system. And I'm assuming, I, I'm embarrassed to look at your app recently, but you have pretty much now covering chronic pain period, regardless of which part of the body it is in, correct? Correct. And that is something that needs to be, we explain that on the very front end. I mean, what the app is, is a large collection of uh, education and self-care. So right. there's, there's audio, um, you know, five, 10 minute audios that you learn about neuroscience. There's, um, you know, writing lessons for 20 minutes. There's meditation. There's all these types of activities that somebody can do. But at the, at the very front of it, that's the, the, what we're trying to communicate is exactly what you just said, which is, look, I know that you experience knee pain and it's about your knee and there's, you, I'm sure I've been told there's structural damage in your knee. Yes, yes, yes. But let's talk about how your knee pain might be related to maybe some other symptoms that you have or symptoms that other people have in other parts of their body and try to connect those dots like right out of the gate. Right. People have to remember that basically pain goes to, <coughs> excuse me, basically pain goes just to a certain part of the brain. I mean, it doesn't matter what's your knee, your back, your big toe, pain has, to, your brain is assessing all the sensory input. Then it says danger and sends out a signal. So it doesn't really matter which part of the body that it starts in. It also doesn't matter the source of the pain, whether it's inflammation or a structural problem, et cetera. We also know in about six to 12 months that your brain simply memorizes the pain Again, phantom limb pain is sort of the classic example where the leg is actually gone. You still feel the pain. What's that about? And we learned that in medical school, and I always wondered why that wasn't discussed more. But essentially, your brain has memorized the pain. Again, it can be in any part of the body. And you can't operate on a leg that isn't there, right? And so we found out it doesn't matter where the pain started from. Once the brain's memorized it, it's chronic pain. So it's really a... In the, we also know that the brain also becomes inflamed. The glial cells of the, and the supporting cells actually become inflamed themselves. So the treatment has to focus both on the structural problems and on the 
receptor, which is the nervous system of the brain. So that's why there's so many different manifestations of chronic pain, because it's essentially all the same thing. We've also found out even with surgical lesions, when we have big bone spurs in the spine, that you can sort of rewire your brain around almost anything. The last five years of my practice, we had over 100 patients with severe spinal stenosis, big bone spurs on the surgical schedules. And we just followed the data of just getting better sleep, calming people down, et cetera. They would come in for the final preoperative visit and the pain would go away, would disappear. So my surgical conversion rate was less than 5%. I essentially put myself out of business, even with structural mm. problems that you could see. And it was remarkable. And I was always shocked when people walked in and canceled their surgery. And of course, in this day and age with the fee schedule, it became rather awkward from a financial standpoint, but that's fine. There's actually nothing more rewarding than seeing a patient avoid surgery and get better with no risk and no cost. So it's not financially rewarding, but it's incredibly rewarding as a doctor-patient relationship to watch somebody go to pain-free without the risk of the surgery. So anyway, so that's why so many different things. So your, your app has expanded into the basically the core concept of chronic pain, correct? Yes, and I, just a quick question. for How many other orthopedic surgeons would you say would uh, have your philosophy after they put themselves out of business that way? Um, almost none. Uh, and the reason for that, I just <laughs> went to a major conference. There's a big research grant right now. The federal government has put in something like, I don't know, it's like $500 million in the next five years of research to, to find the answer to chronic pain. And we have the answer. It is, like I said, your apps is curable. We actually have the technology based on documented effective medical interventions that are effective. We actually know how to solve chronic pain. So we're so geared towards a structural source. I went to this one workshop around the research ongoing and we're researching the exact same things that haven't worked. It was unbelievable. So we're, so I'm not being critical of orthopedic surgeons or, or the surgeons in general, but that's the way we're trained. And it's once you have that paradigm in your head, it's hard to change it. So we're fixated on structural sources, structural sources, there's a paper in Chicago that shows that in six to 12 months, the pain shifts from the back pain center. Let's talk about back pain for a second. It shifts to the emotional center in about 12 months. The pain center goes dormant. You have the same pain, but a different driver. The current definition of chronic pain is that it is an embedded memory that becomes connected with more and more life experiences and the memory can't be erased. And so the solution is once you have it, it's memorized. You can't unlearn how to ride a bicycle but you can reprogram your nervous system around those permanent circuits. And as you use the new circuits more and the other ones less, they start to atrophy. It's like learning a new language. You're not gonna learn French by not trying not to speak English. You have to learn how to speak French. So the new language I call an enjoyable life, you're not gonna solve your chronic pain by trying to fix it. You're gonna shift your brain into this enjoyable life and move forward. So it's a huge paradigm shift and you are correct. Essentially no surgeons really follow this philosophy, but it's, it's the way we're trained, including myself. Understood, right, I, I, and that, I, I understand that, yeah. I mean, have you run across, have, I mean, what's been your experience as far as working with the medical profession about how, they're, how they receive this whole process? You know, even over the course of three years since we um, launched the, the, art, the art company and, and the Curable app, um, I've seen a shift. And a positive okay. one. And I've seen that, you know, it started in PT from our perspective uh, in 
that we would get a lot of early outreach from physical therapists saying, what is this resource? This is so cool. I'd love to offer this to my patients while they're doing some of the mechanical work. I think a lot of PT education is now centered around neuroscience and the brain's role. So they're learning this stuff and right. um, the good ones are at least. And, and so now they're like, okay, we learn it, but how does then does the patient do their homework while right. we're in, in between each weekly session? Well, curable, you know, let's, let's do some brain work, you know, through curable. Right. So we saw PTs come first. And then frankly, Dr. Hanscom, I've been, you know, surprised, um, but also, um, you know, warmed, I guess, by the fact that there's been outreach from a lot of different areas over the past year or two as well. So lots from primary care, um, a lot from academia. You know, we have relationships with, um, you know, some very serious academic institutions, Stanford and UCSF and, um, uh, you know, Duke and, you know, places that are, I think, people holding pretty high regard, smart people there. Right. Um, and there, and they reach out to us and are interested in what we're doing and want to, um, you know, bring these concepts to their patients. So I think it's going in a, in a wonderful direction. I don't know if it's going as fast as we want it to, um, but it's certainly trending in the right direction. Well, that's exciting. I have not, you know, I'm not quite the same perspective you are as far as um, others, other professionals reaching out, but that's exciting. I, I, I mean, the data shows that only 20% of physicians are comfortable treating chronic pain and less than 1% enjoy it. But again, we went into medicine to help people. The studies show that the compassion index of pre-medical students is higher than the average population. Unfortunately, it drops dramatically as they sort of get beat up by their training. But in general, their initial energy to help people is there. When you're not trained with the correct paradigm, it's very, very frustrating to do things that don't work. And the fact that the Curable app is effective for many, many people is incredibly encouraging for everybody. Do you have any, do you have data yet on if a person decides to engage in the app? I think you and I both know that if you don't engage, of course, nothing's going to happen. But if somebody decides to engage with your tools, do you have any percentages of what the success rate is? Realizing? Yes, okay. we, we do. We, we, we measure that. I mean, I guess it depends on the definition of success, but we have defined, uh, what we deem to be success. And then we've measured that, frankly, from the beginning of the company and the beginning of the app. Um, so about three years of data now uh, and about 6,000 um, people have entered uh, this study that we've done internally. So I guess just to put it in perspective, we have about a quarter million users of the Curable app, about 50,000, that's more great. than. Um, and we offer this study to, you know, the, the, the um, ability to be in this internal study to every um, uh, customer of ours. Okay. And we've, got, we've gotten about 6,000, you know, random. We don't hand-pick. We've gotten about 6,000 people who have jumped into it. Um, and the results from it, we measure on a rolling basis. Um, okay. The results from it have been incredibly consistent from the very beginning of the Curable app until they are now. And that is this. That at the 30-day mark of using the app, okay. about 70% of users report physical symptom relief. Okay. And about 30% of those uh, report dramatic symptom relief, if not all better, like no symptoms at all. 
Right. If you have 30 people, 30% of people feeling completely better, another 40% of people um, feeling better, uh, so 70% feeling better overall, and then um, 30% just have not, at the 30-day mark, have not um, experienced symptom relief at that point. Now, right. I'm hoping and guessing that, they, that many of those folks do after the 30-day mark. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as quality of life, we measure quality of life measurements as well around anxiety and um, improved physical activity. That number is 80% of folks uh, after 30 days are seeing quality of life improvements. Right. Uh, and then 90% of all curable app users after 30 days, um, they at least have a better understanding of pain right. um, and, and how their mind and their Experience, life experiences are connected to their symptoms right. and are feeling uh, more empowered. Right. So maybe they don't have, they're not running a mile yet. Maybe their uh, back pain isn't gone, but there's a hopefulness there. That's in the that's 90%. Well, for those of you who have some sort of disbelief, well, you know, how can you have that kind of success after 30 days? Um, I'm excited you're documenting this. I have not had the bandwidth to do this. But that's been my personal observation that people get better in about three to six months, many people within weeks or days. Um, and I also have people, I just got an email yesterday of a person who went to my workshop four years ago, did not do that well. All of a sudden, about a year ago, he's fine. So once you have the tools, it's about neuroplasticity and stimulating your brain to change. And what I like about the Curable app <clears throat> and also the approach we've been using with the self-directed process is that once you have the tools, whether you like it or not, once you have that shift in thinking, your brain starts to change. And I always tell people, you don't have to believe one thing I said or what we're saying. You don't have to believe it. That's not the point. You want to connect with what is and just go through the process. You can't change your brain, but you can go through tools and use processes that allow your brain to change. You become an observer of your own healing. And so these numbers are not out of line. They're consistent with my personal experience. I'm very excited that you've documented what's going on and that's excellent. Um, we don't have the time to go into a huge amount of detail about what the Curable app does. Um, John and I have talked off and on for years. And the doc project, which is called Direct Your Own Care, is my website, which is backofcontrol.com. And it's I is somewhat of a foundational body of knowledge. It's pretty detailed about the evolution of chronic pain. And then it allows, it's a framework. I always point out very clearly that my website and book is not a solutions, it's a concepts process. It's a framework that breaks pain into its different parts. Once people see their variables in light of the chronic pain model, then they can tackle them. Then the Curable app is a wonderful resource to move it forward. And so we're doing the same thing in different realms, different approaches. And that's where I feel like our results are very, our, our leopards are very collaborative. John and I both have the same mission that the medical profession will change slowly, but I think it's going to be slow. I think going right to the patients in public directly is really a critical part of this whole mission. I agree with that. that that's been our uh, approach from the beginning, has been going straight to the patient consumer and educating them and helping them directly. That's where we came from. We were those people. And are those people? And um, and so that's what our thinking has been to go there first, and then um, you know that will open up doors for conversations with other you know participants in the healthcare industry to to try to improve things on a larger scale. 
I also think that those of us in the trenches here are watching people get hurt pretty badly by interventions that have been proven to be ineffective. And I think there's a sense of urgency to get this stuff out there as quickly as possible. I think you feel the same way. Couldn't agree more. I agree, yes. But again, the interventions that we are doing have been systematically, in fact, there's a book out of Australia called Surgery, the Ultimate Placebo. And the author, Dr. Harris, points out really clearly, he's looked at cardiology, urology, orthopedic surgery, spine surgery. In every field of medicine, there's procedure after procedure after procedure that has been documented to be ineffective, just doesn't work. For instance, knee arthroscopy for knee arthritis is still done quite widely. It's been shown 20 years ago to not work. Hasn't slowed it down at all. Spine surgery, not one paper that documents that it works has not slowed down the rate of spine surgery at all. So you're going through risky, expensive procedures with no effect. And then I wrote a website post several times called The Pit of Despair that in primate studies, you showed by repeatedly raising hopes, then dashing them, people become depressed, badly depressed. So you talked about your story, John, about not having any hope, or you have an intervention that seems like it's going to work. Medicine already knows this procedure is not going to work. You get your hopes up, it gets dashed, that in of itself actually creates quite a bit of damage. And I think you went through that yourself personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. I haven't, I haven't heard of that book, but I love the title. And I, <laughs> I sometimes think that the book, the surgery is the, what is it? Surgery's ultimate placebo. Death. Yeah. It says surgery, the ultimate placebo. I remember placebo is not a bad word. I mean, placebo affects. Oh, I agree. I, that, I, yeah. I we, that's what we sell. I, I mean, that's what, <laughs> that's what, we joke internally that we, we basically bottle up the placebo effect right. and exactly. put it onto the market. Right. The placebo is the most powerful drug that exists on this planet. It's your body's own capacity to heal. And to me, the essence of solving chronic pain is connecting to your own healing, healing capacity. And what it does, once you are connected to your own healing capacity, know how to work with it, then you feel safe. And when you feel safe, your body chemistry is oxytocin, the love drug, dopamine, rewards, serotonin, antidepressant, so when you're in this chemical bath of feeling safe, everything functions better. Where you're hypervigilant and feeling stressed, then your body chemistry is really adverse and you actually get physically sick. So it's really about feeling safe is the ultimate goal here. And placebo is, we, I wish there was a different term for it because somehow it's got a bad connotation, but it is the response that you want to elicit to heal. Because what John and I do, we're creating a structure that allows you to figure out your own way to heal. Everybody does it differently. Once you harness your body's own healing capacity, it's just game on. John, any other final well, comments? Well said. Any, any other final comments to the audience? I, I'd like to first have you review how to access your resources and just any parting comments. I think in 10 years, your company's been incredibly successful. It already is successful. But I'm excited that you're out there getting this message out at the level you are. I think it's phenomenal. Thank you very much. Yes, um, people can find us um, at our website, which is curablehealth.com. Um, you can also uh, go to any of the app stores, so the, your, the Apple App Store, the Google Play Store, to access the Curable app. You can also get it from our website. Um, our website has a lot of other free information as well. Um, uh, podcasts and links and, and, and bios on our uh, advisory board members like yourself and um, scientific articles and 
explanations on all this kind of stuff. So there's a lot of good free uh, resources on our website um, and also kind of um, listing and, and information on some of the other things that Curable does outside of the app. We have what we call uh, boot camps, which are six-week uh, intensive courses on specific topics such as depression and, and sleep with pain. Um, we have uh, Curable Groups, which is kind of our top-level um, offering, which is an online group healing 12-week uh, course. Um, and so you, you get to learn about all that on our site. No, I think it's fantastic. I, I know you started out with very focused level, but it's expanded rapidly. And, um, you know, it sounds like it's expanded rapidly. I mean, we're both going after the same thing about calming the nervous system and feeling safe. And these are all techniques to get to the same goal. So I think the actual resources to translate these concepts into real life are just really excellent. So, John, thanks again. And I'm looking forward to working with you further. And uh, we'll see where it all goes. I'm looking forward to it as well. I really think that uh, we're, we're pushing this forward here together. So um, I think what's, what's the coolest part about it is that we're helping so many people. And, uh, you know, it's so rewarding to, to, that to, be, to that to be your job, you know, one's job is to come to work every day and, and help people. So it's, uh, it's an incredible experience. I'm looking forward to the future as well. Absolutely. Well, thanks. Thank you for having me on. I'd like to thank our guest today, John Gribben, the founder and CEO of Curable Health, for sharing information about the software apps for healing chronic pain that his company makes. I'm your host, Tom Masters, reminding you to come back next week for another episode of Back in Control Radio with Dr. David Hanscom. And in the meantime, be sure to visit the website at www.backincontrol.com. Thanks for listening today and join us next week for Back in Control Radio.